Welcome to an Ember Young Adults Conference podcast. We pray this message would reignite a fresh fire in your life today. Thank you so much. Whoa. Awesome. You can be seated. Thank you, band. How awesome is your band? I think we should give them a big round of applause. So awesome. It's so great to be back in Bundy. And uh, such a thrill to be here. In fact, the last time I was here, two years ago, was the day it was actually announced that we were actually uh, taking on a church on the Gold Coast. So it is uh, so cool to be here. Uh, Thank you so much, Nelson and Amy, uh, for inviting me along. I think we should give Nelson and Amy and the rest of the team a big round of applause. From what I can understand, this is like the first young adults conference uh, heard for a while. Oh, no, you did a camp last year too, didn't you? Yeah, okay, praise God, okay, got that wrong. But anyway, so good to see you, and uh, it's such a thrill, and uh, we're together for about 24 hours, and you might think, what can happen in 24 hours? Well, I'm here to let you know, it's incredible what God can do uh, in 24 hours. The Bible says one day in God's courts is better than a thousand anywhere. You know what that means? It means you can undo three years worth of damage in one day. It can give you a few years worth of vision in one day. It's incredible what God can do. So I believe God is going to do something awesome uh, over the next 24 hours. So get yourself ready and let's believe that God is going to do something incredible uh, in everyone's life at this uh, conference. Amen. Uh, If you've got your Bibles, I just want to share with you from the book of Psalms. uh, And it's Psalm 150. Psalm 150. And I'm going to really be focusing on verse 6. So Psalm 150, um, I'm going to read from verse 1. It says this, Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty firmament. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the lute and the harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and the dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and flutes. Praise Him with loud cymbals. Praise Him with clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath, praise the Lord. And just in case you didn't get it, he says it one more time, praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I ask and pray for a spirit of freedom and liberty in this place. I thank you for what you've done for us and I thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. title of my message tonight is called World's Worst Excuses for Not Praising God. Do you remember that TV, those TV shows and it talks about world's dumbest criminals, uh, world's worst criminals, that sort of thing? Well, I want to talk to you tonight about world's worst excuses for not praising God. Now, Psalm 150 verse 6 says this, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Turn the person next to you and go like this. You feel that warm, sticky thing on the side of your face? That's somebody's breath. What that means is this, if you've got breath, then you're supposed to praise God. But it's amazing the amount of people that come up with excuses for not praising God. I've heard all of them. I've been in ministry for 20 years. I was a youth pastor and I said people give me all kinds of excuses for why they don't, shouldn't praise God. But I'm here to let you know that none of them are valid. So tonight I want to talk to you about the six world's worst excuses for not praising God. So if you're taking notes today, you can write down the left-hand side of your page the word stupid because every single one of these points starts with one of these letters. The first reason, world's worst reason for not praising God starts with S and that is sin. 
So what that means is this. sometimes people don't praise God because of sin or they've got some kind of condemnation. They think, I'm a bad person, I'm not good enough to praise God, and so I'm not going to praise Him. But we don't praise God because we're worthy. We praise God because He's worthy. That's why it says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. It doesn't say, let everybody who's been pure for 24 hours praise the Lord. It doesn't say, let everyone who's never committed a sin praise the Lord, because then no one would praise God. But it says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. So even if you've had some issues in your life and you're struggling with some problems, that's still not a reason for not praising God. You know, the Bible tells us that on a time called what we now know as Palm Sunday, Jesus was coming into Jerusalem. And what he did was he came riding on the back of a donkey. And as he did, people started laying down palms on the ground so that he could walk over it. And they were putting down their coats as well. And then they started praising him. And people were saying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. It's interesting that Jesus knows the hearts of people. And these people who were here were praising him. Yet he didn't go past them and say, hey, quiet. I know the thoughts have been happening. You're not good enough to praise me. He didn't do anything like that. He still received their praise. In fact, when the Pharisees came to him, they said, Jesus, tell them to be quiet. And Jesus said, if they don't praise me, even the rocks will cry out. Somebody's got to praise his name. And there there are some people in this place, because of some of your struggles, you're not breaking through into praising God and giving him all that you have. But I'm here to let you know, we don't praise him because of how, how good we are. We praise him because of how good he is. Many years ago, when I started off as a youth pastor, this is like nearly 20 years ago, I was playing a game of footy, AFL, uh, the real football, uh, on a Saturday. And, uh, and uh, I'll be honest, I was playing a game and I was quite competitive and I, and I just got my ministry credential. And, uh, and I lost my temple, oh, sorry, my temple. I lost my temper uh, in the middle of the game. And as I lost my temper, I let out a bad word. It was a naughty word. It was worse than bottom, okay? And so, and as soon as I said it, I thought, oh, no. I've said this word, I can't believe it. I'm a pastor. How can I say a word like that? I felt terrible. The next day I went to church and during the praise and worship, I couldn't lift my hands or worship God. It was almost like the devil came to me and said, you don't deserve it. You shouldn't praise him after what you said yesterday. And I felt under so much condemnation. In the middle of the praise and worship, our senior pastor gets up on stage and he said, hey church, The Bible says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. It doesn't matter what you've done. He's still worthy of all our praise. And he said, hey, some of you could have even sworn yesterday. As soon as he said that, I thought, who told him? But nobody told him. God obviously knew that I needed it. He says, we don't praise him because we're worthy. We praise him because he's worthy. Let everything that has breath Praise the Lord. So if you've got sin in your life, it's awesome. You've got the next 24 hours to deal with it, give it before the Lord, but you can keep praising all the way. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And even sin is not a good enough reason for us not to praise Him. The second worst reason for not praising God starts with T. Stands for terrible singing. Some people don't praise God because they've got a bad voice. It's true. Have you ever been in church and there's been times actually where I've been in church and seriously, some people's voices have been so bad. You know, uh, I remember one time I was at church and there's literally a lady behind me singing and her voice was so bad. It had the same uh, effect on me as someone dragging their fingernails down a blackboard. And I remember I'm sitting there and I'm trying to praise God 
And here's this lady wobbling behind me. And I'm thinking to myself, I felt like turning around and saying, would you just shut up? Trying to praise God. How can I praise God with you screeching in my ears? But here's the thing. As much as it annoys me, God doesn't care. It says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. It doesn't say let everybody with perfect pitch praise the Lord. It doesn't say let everybody good enough to be on the worship team praise the Lord. It doesn't say let everyone with a recording contract praise the Lord. It says let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And even if you've got an awesome voice, compared to what God's listening to all the time, it's nothing. The Bible says God is in heaven earth is, and earth is his footstool and he's surrounded by angels who are worshipping him 24-7 with beautiful operatic voices, a little bit like this. Worship you, Lord. Praise you, God. And so they're worshipping him all the time. And not only that, angels, because they don't breathe, they don't take a breath, so they can hold their notes forever. Worship you, Lord. And then they keep going, oh, and yet God can, so he's listening to them, but then God can hear us in Bundaberg as well. Ooh la la. Ooh la, you give me. Ooh la la, Jesus. What? He can hear us, and then he can hear them. So this is what's going on. Worship you, Lord. Praise you, God. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Worship you, God. Hallelujah. Ooh la la. He can hear both. But essentially what happens is, because the Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people, God basically would turn to the angels and say, boys, quiet. And they just hear us. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. I can imagine the angels looking at each other going. And God basically says, hey, boys, thank you so much for praising me. But now my people at Ember Conference are praising me. So I'm going to set my presence down there. The Bible says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. He's not talking about angels, man. They don't breathe. He's talking about you and me. It doesn't matter how bad your voice is. We just won't give you the mic. God doesn't care. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And it doesn't matter if you've got a terrible voice. God still wants to inhabit your praises. Amen. The third reason, the third worst excuse for not praising God starts with you. And it's unhappiness. Some people don't praise God because they're unhappy. Well, if you knew what was going on in my life, if you knew what happened to me, then you wouldn't expect me to praise God. But that's actually the wrong attitude to have. Because the Bible says that we are to put on the garment of praise in exchange for the spirit of heaviness. So what that means is this. You feel bad, you feel weighed down. When you praise God, his presence comes and he lifts the heaviness off you and you start feeling good. And so when you're feeling bad, when you're having enough time, having a bad time, that's the most important time to praise God. If you don't feel like praising God, that's called a sacrifice of praise. And so what should happen is this. You're feeling bad. Things aren't going the way that you want. Instead of allowing your circumstances to dictate to you your praise, you start praising Him anyway. And when you praise Him, His presence comes and then you start feeling better. A number of years ago, when I was um, living in, I was at Bible college in Sydney and I'd moved there from Melbourne. And I remember one particular time I was down in my dormitory and I was really depressed. 
So what had happened was that I got threatened to get kicked out of the Bible college because I was behind on my fees. And so I went and saw the registrar and she said, Ben, I'm sorry, if you don't come up with your fees next week, we're going to have to ask you to leave. You're going to have to move out of the dormitory and you're going to have to go back home to Melbourne. When she said that, I was completely depressed. So I went back to my room and I decided to, I'm going to pray. But to be honest, I wasn't praying. I was more moaning and complaining. God, why'd you let this happen to me? How come you haven't paid my fees? You told me to come to Bible college. You said you're going to pay the bills. Now I don't. Now they're going to send me away. As I was doing that, I felt God say to me, why don't you praise me? And I said, I will when you pay my fees. Pay my fees, then I'll praise you. And then I felt the Holy Spirit say, no, 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 just praise me anyway. I said, oh, okay. And so, you know, when you're so depressed, you just can't start singing. And so you need a little bit of assistance. And so this was obviously a long time ago. I got a thing out called a CD. Now, for the young people, a CD is a disc that us old people used to listen to music on. And so I got a CD and I put it in the CD player and uh, it, was a, it, was a new, it was a new worship CD at the time. It's pretty old now. Uh, it's from Hillsong. It was called Touching Heaven, Changing Earth. I don't know if any of you old timers remember it. Uh, and there was a song on it called Lord Your Goodness. Uh, it goes like this. Lord Your Goodness and Your Love Will Follow Me All The Days Of My Life. Anyway, so I turn it on and I start walking around my room trying to signal it. Lord, your goodness and your love will follow me apparently all the days of my life. I'm surrounded with the favour of the Lord, even though I can't see it always and forever. But all of a sudden, as I started singing, the heaviness started lifting. I started getting into it a bit more. Lord, your goodness and your love will follow me all the days of my life. All of a sudden, I started dancing around my room, doing key changes and everything. I'm surrounded with the favor of our Lord. And then all of a sudden, the presence of God came into the place. The heaviness lifted off me and I started laughing my head off and I started being full, completely filled with joy. What had happened? I was discouraged and I was depressed. And then I opened up my mouth and praised him. Then his presence came and the heaviness lifted. So being unhappy is not an excuse for not praising him. In in fact, when you're unhappy, that's the most important time to praise him. Don't wait for your circumstances to change. You can praise him in the face of a battle. You can praise him in the face of opposition. You can praise him when you're going through a tough time. Your circumstances do not need to suffocate your praise because when you praise him, His presence comes and the heaviness lifts. It's good preaching. It says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Not everyone who's had a perfect day. Not everyone who's had a great upbringing. It just says, if you got breath, open up your mouth and praise God. The next thing is this. So the next worst excuse is actually, starts with P. So the first one's sin. Second one's terrible singing. Third one's unhappiness. And the fourth one is pride. Is pride. Some people don't praise God because they're worried about how they look. I don't want to praise God because, you know, uh, I don't want to, you know, I'm worried about how I look when I do it. Well, actually, if you're worried about how you look, then you're more concerned about yourself than you actually are about the Lord. And literally, that's actually a sign of pride. That as Christians, we're supposed to not worry about that. 
that we're supposed to praise him and worship him anyway, that we are to give him all our praise. That's why I'm a firm believer that the scripture says, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph, it says. It says, I will lift my hands and praise the Lord. That actually, it means that we're supposed to be expressive. The Bible tells us of a story about when King David was rejoicing because the Ark of the Covenant was coming back to Jerusalem. And so the Ark of the Covenant was coming back and he was so happy that he was rejoicing and he started getting a little bit carried away so as he started rejoicing all of a sudden his linen gown kind of flew off and he was left there in his underwear but he didn't stop he just kept praising anyway and he just kept going when he came into town his wife was in the palace her name was Michael on the balcony looking at him and she was disgusted how dare you look like that embarrass yourself in the sight of all the people so when he came home, she said to him, what, look at the king of Israel and he's carrying on like this, embarrassing himself in the eyes of all the people. And he said, I'm going to praise him ever more. He said, he said, God took the kingdom of your dad, Saul, and gave it to me and I'm not going to be ashamed of praising him. And the Bible says that from that day, she was barren. So you know what that tells me? People who don't praise have a level of barrenness in their life that can be removed if they just open up their mouth. That if you have the humility to praise him, the humility to worship him, when we do that, we're acknowledging him. When we lift our hands, we are surrendering to him. We are saying, you are the King of Kings and you are the Lord of Lords. And when we do that, we position ourselves to be in that place where we encounter his presence like never before. Pride, when we say that we're worried about how we look, then that's pride. And God, Bible says God resists the proud and he gives grace to the humble. Amen. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. It doesn't matter how you look. And the next thing, the fifth thing, starts with I. And it's called introverted personalities. Some people don't praise God because they're an introvert. It's just kind of not who I am. I'm a bit phlegmatic. It's not my way. I'm not one of those outgoing people. But the Bible doesn't say in Psalm 150 verse 6, let everybody who's a sanguine praise the Lord. It doesn't say let everybody who's out there praise the Lord. It doesn't say let everybody who's an entertainer praise the Lord. It actually says let everything that has breath praise the Lord. So it actually doesn't matter about your personality. In fact, we're supposed to come out of our personality and praise Him. Now, some people try and twist theology a little bit because they say things like, I remember talking to a man, he goes, well, mate, I don't, I don't praise God the way you do. I praise God in my own way. I'm not into all that hype. So I praise God in my own way. Quiet. The way I work. The way I live my life. That's my way of praising God. And I said, well, that's good that you do that. And that's a valid act of worship, but that's not actually praise. In the Old Testament, the word praise has a number of different translations in the Hebrew, but there's one common denominator between all of them. And all of them actually mean to be expressive. So praise always means expressive, and most of the times it means to open up your mouth and actually praise God. So this isn't praise. This isn't praise. Praise means to open up your mouth and actually praise God. And the Bible says in Psalm 150 verse 6, it says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And the Bible also tells us in Psalms that God inhabits the praises of his people. So what that means is if you want to encounter God's manifest presence, in his presence is fullness of joy. In his presence is life, joy and strength. 
then one of the things we have to do as a discipline of the Christian life, regardless of how you feel or the kind of personality that you are, we all need to open up our mouths and praise him from time to time. And it doesn't matter what kind of personality you have. Maybe there's some people, I remember when I first became uh, a youth pastor and first became a Pentecostal, I was a bit nervous about all that sort of stuff. I remember I went to a youth camp many years ago. I took my youth group down to a youth alive camp and they actually got me on stage. They said, Pastor Ben, why don't you come up and jump? And I said, no, I don't, I don't do that. I don't jump. I'll get the kids up the front. My wife was teasing me, true. She was like, you know, she'd go, get up there and that sort of thing. And even in those early days, I was too ashamed to do anything like that. But it's incredible how freeing and how liber- liberating it is when you're willing to just praise him with all that you've got. When you give him all of your praise, you'll be amazed at what actually happens. The Bible says, let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Not if you're not the outgoing personality, not someone who's got everything going for them in life. It says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And the last one, the last worst excuse, and the band can come, the last worst excuse for not praising God starts with D. And this is the uh, the number one excuse I've actually heard over the years. The worst excuse for not praising God starts with D. And it's this, don't have to. Well, actually, you do. Because Psalm 150 verse 6 says this, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. If you've got breath, you're actually supposed to praise Him. It's actually our job to praise Him if we actually have breath. And so regardless of how you feel or what's going on, one of our roles is to praise Him. That's why Jesus said, if the people don't praise me, even the rocks will cry out. It's not actually a rock's job to praise God. It's actually His people's job to praise God. It's our job to praise God. And so regardless of how you feel, he's always worthy of some praise. Somebody's got to praise him and it may as well be us. So not having to is not a valid excuse. And I've, over the years as a pastor, there were times, especially when I was a youth pastor, I used to get a little bit frustrated with my youth group because I would try and tell them to praise God and still some of them, they still wouldn't praise him. You know, you may have heard of the old story, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. And that's how I felt. I was leading him to water but some of them weren't, weren't willing to step in and do it. And they thought it was just an option. But it's not just an option. It's actually a calling upon every single one of us. If we have breath, we're actually supposed to praise God. I've got three sons and uh, they're all very different, but they all have one thing in common. And the thing in common they all have is when they were kids, they were all in, when they were very young, they were all incredibly loud. And my youngest son was so loud. Oh, sorry, my oldest son, and his name's Amos. In fact, I would go so far as to say he's probably, he was probably the loudest baby in the world. Um, I remember one time I, I used to fly, I fly in aeroplanes quite a bit, and sometimes a parent will be there and they'll have a child that's crying, and the child might cry like this. Ah, ah, ah. And the mother will look at you and she'll say, oh, I'm so sorry. And I'll look at him, I think to myself, man, I wish my kid was that quiet when he cried. When Amos was born, the moment he came out of his mother's womb, this was his cry. He'd open up his mouth and he'd do this. Ah, 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 exactly like that, seriously. Remember one time, one of the kids from youth came over and Amos started crying. Ah, ah, ah. He said, Pastor Ben, he sounds like an alarm clock. And it's true, he was so loud. But not only that, he was an incredibly fussy eater. So the amount of times we try and feed him some food and he wouldn't eat it. So I remember one time we decided that we've got to help him to eat his food. So we bought him a special high chair. And it was one of those ones where you kind of jack the high chair up and you got the bench there and he's kind of in behind it. 
and, uh, and he can't move and you strap the shoulders down. So he can't move his hands, can't slide out. All he could do is move his head like this. And so then what we would do, we get the baby food out and we start feeding him. So I get the baby food out and bring it to his mouth and say, come on, mate, open up your mouth. You know, it's good for you. But a lot of time it go. So I say, come on, mate, open up your mouth. We've got the food. It's good for you. So if that doesn't work, you've got to take it to the next level, okay? Come on. Here come the airplane. Open up your mouth. Come on, you know it's good for you. Here come the airplane. Open up your mouth. So if that doesn't work, you take it to the next level. I'll turn to my wife, Trish, and say, babe, hold his head. She'd hold his head. I'd get the food. I'd say, open up his mouth. I'd get the food. I'd put the spoon to his mouth. I'd say, right, shut his mouth. Pull the spoon out. And I'd step back. I'd say, right, let go. And she'd let go. And he'd be like, little baby, couldn't make you meet. I used to feel like that as a youth pastor sometimes, you know. Come on, everyone. Praise the Lord. Open up your mouth. You know, it's good for you. We'll turn down the lights so nobody sees you. We'll play the latest Hillsong music. Come on, praise the Lord. And there'd still be some people there. Bible says, let everything that has breath Praise the Lord. Don't have to, do have to. If you got breath, it's your job. I came in here and I was thinking to myself, and you know, Lord, what do you want me to preach? And I felt him put that on my heart and I realized something. I was thinking to myself, I don't know if there's anyone else at 754 in Bundaberg right now praising God. And I thought, well, somebody has to praise him in Bundaberg at 754. So it may as well be us. I also looked around in the praise and worship and I thought I saw about 80% of people praising and worship God, which is awesome. First night of a conference. But then I was reminded, it doesn't say let 80% praise the Lord. It says let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And so what we're going to do is this. We're going to start off first night of conference by praising Him. We're not going to wait till the last night till we're all ready. It doesn't say when you're ready, praise the Lord. If you've got breath, got to praise God. doesn't say if you're a Pentecostal, you're supposed to praise God. doesn't say if you're outgoing, you're supposed to praise God. If you've got breath, you have the privilege and the honour and the responsibility to praise God. Amen? So with every eye open and every head up, I want you to stand at your feet.